You're listening to a DM podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, I introduce to you the podcast with the best banter, greatest gut feels, and most ridiculous narratives on planet Earth. Get ready to dominate the NRL fantasy season with the team from Top King League. What is up, boys and girls? Welcome back to another episode of Buy, Hold, Sell, Avoid. Round 23 for this one. I'm Andy, your host. And this will probably be my last buy, hold, sell, avoid show for the year as I'm off on holidays. Um, I'm actually going on Mad Monday uh, next week, so... <laughs> no, stop it, stop it. No. That's enough, that's enough. You can stop, you can stop. Jeez, give yourself a wreck. <laughs> <laughs> no, we'll bring in a pros. Let's go, guys. So, Kyle, how are we today, mate? Yeah, I'm doing good, mate. Um, pretty relaxed and, uh, yeah, ready to roll out another... Weekend offensively, and hopefully I don't have to play Moses Inboy. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll give him a no, 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 no. Yes, as you can tell, as you can tell, I've got range of the buttons, guys. This could get pretty chaotic. Chaotic this episode. Uh, we've got um, second up. We've got Robbo. How good is this play? <laughs> How are we, mate? For going based off fantasy rankings, not very good. Probably need to get the Gus called out. Uh, but we've got still got one trade. We're not going to use it this week, I don't think, because Brandon Smith and Reed Marnie have decided they actually want to be decent fantasy scorers. So I'll probably look to try and loop both of those in. If not, I'll probably have to cop at Elliot's score on Sunday, Arvo, which will be fun. Did you get Marnie's points this uh, last week? Unfortunately, I didn't, but I did get Brandon Smith, who did outscore him by two. Uh, but yeah, seeing a 69 on the on the bench there when Adam Elliott popped out of th- some fun. A 69 on the bench wouldn't be your first uh, time that's happened, eh, Robbie? <laughs> Jeez, these buttons have got to your head, man. They've gone to your head. Uh, now we'll bring in Lebo Louis. He's back again for a bit more for more torture. How you going, Louis? Hey, hey, guys. Yeah, no, very, very happy to be on. Um, not much happening with me for fantasy. Um, I've got no trades left. Um, I've got the week off for draft because I've got the uh, I beat fourth spot after coming first. So yeah, nothing for me to do this week. Just probably watch the Eels. Hopefully beat the Dogs and and solidify that top eight spot. You might just uh, you might just lose a couple of hundred in, in punting. Just to make something interesting for you. Just to, yeah, just to make the games interesting, I might have to. <laughs> hey, Robert, before we get to buy, hold, sell, avoid, did you want to plug the boys' articles for this week? Yeah, for sure. So we're getting towards the business end of the season. So a few articles are in the midst. In my last edition of the Mercato for the season should be on there. So we look at how you can review your team uh, performance for the season and how you can improve for 2023. I think that article should hopefully be up in the next 24 hours. As well, we've got a look at some pod captaincy choices by Riley. He's going to be comparing the fortunes or the potential, should I say, of Ruben Cotter, Sean Lane, and of course, the main man, Reese Robson. So, talkingleaguepod.com for all your written content. Outstanding. This, this is getting really dangerous, guys. <laughs> All right, let's get let's get into the buy, hold, sell, avoid uh, segment. Uh, we've got first off the rank. We've got 
uh, Jack Bird. So he was a player I picked up start of season. Everyone, it was either him or Aiken. I definitely stuffed up um, by picking him at the start of the season. But has he clawed his way back into fantasy relevancy there, Kyle? Um, yeah, I had Jack Bird run one. Sold him after round one. Um, but yeah, um, with him, since he's gone back to lock, um, he's actually been really, really solid. Um, only owned by 4% in the top 100 and 8.4% in the top 1,000, so not a bad option if you've got him. Um, I'd say the Dragons have probably given him pretty much free reign now just to run it hard and, and play the eyes up footy that um, we know he's really dangerous um, at, when he's when he's playing that sort of footy. You know, and we've seen it when he's sort of had a few stints in the halves this year. Um, he's only had three starts at lock this year for 48, which isn't too bad, considering he is a, uh, a dual centre as well. Um, last week, the 62 points in only 67 minutes. Um, I noticed last week his tackles and his tackle busts were up quite a bit more um, than previous times that he had played at lock, um, and generally more than over the course of the season. But, it, and it, but it, the thing was here that his missed tackles are actually far lower um, than the other couple of games that he's played at lock. So um, in that, uh, he's pretty he's solid, but the thing for me is that I can also see the Dragons moving him back to centre for Moses Mbai. Because he just offers absolutely nothing. He's he can't attack, he can't defend. He shouldn't be in anyone's fantasy teams, but I know about fifty percent of teams have got him just cause. Um, so for me, he's an avoid based on the fact that uh, he'll probably get named at lock, and he'll probably go start uh, at centre. Very, you know, maybe this week, maybe next week, it might not happen, but there's a very high chance that it will because Moses Senbai is mud. When he won those, <laughs> for Moses, you just did it good enough, mate. It's, yeah, it's yeah good. why not? Now, next on the list, uh, for, so we've got we've got the cheese. <laughs> Do you know when people usually they take on their nicknames so well that you actually forget their actual name? I had myself f- typing in cheese into fantasy stats to try and find Brandon Smith's stats. <laughs> oh God, cheese! It wasn't a cup. Oh, Brandon Smith. That's right. Uh, 566k, 8.6% ownership, Jeezy. I was wrong when I when he was that low at 400k, but Jeezy's really coming good now, and well done if you did pick him up. But um, is he is he someone to pick up for the end of the year there, Robbo? Yeah, so Brendan Smith, I actually did dip back in and pick him up before round 17. So I've, I've had him score for me three times this year. So once in round one, where he scored two in two minutes, which was awesome because he lost 50k <laughs> straight off the bat. And then the last two weeks where... Oh, sorry, round 17, obviously, question the integrity of the match official. And then last week as well, Luke Dewey in 371. So a bit of a love-hate relationship for him, but I think he's got rid of the mousetrap nickname. Four-round average, 59.25, with three of those games over 50. So we've got an indicator there of a pretty decent upside and ceiling for him. So I think what we do need to see, though, if we're thinking of looking to buy him, is that tackle count from last week remaining nice and high. 44 tackles last week which is sort of a little bit uncharacteristic for him, but I can't, uh, you know, reason why he couldn't do that again. You know, playing in the middle, I think they're going to base their game for the rest of the season around Cheese, sort of to have that little super spine of Cheese, Grant, Munster, Hughes, and the main man, of course, Nick Meaney. So he is a good wild card. I wouldn't, he wouldn't be my first pick in this price range, but he does have a very interesting dual positioning with the hooker because, as we know, round 25, does Cook get a rest? Does Harry Grant get a rest? Uh, what's Reese Robson doing? That's one to have in there. So I think they're going to build up match fitness for him. He's going to keep playing the big minutes, so he's not a bad roll of the dice. 
for me, he's pretty much an avoid, but I would only be buying him. A, you had multiple trades, and you needed sort of a cheaper player below 600 grand to get in a more expensive player, or you're that desperate for a 17th player this week, and he's the best that you can afford. Yeah, it's, I guess that's pretty sound advice. Like, if you had four or five trades and you're willing to sort of up your, upskill your team, yeah, sounds like a great buy. But yeah, I think, like you said, it's too risky. Uh, next on the list, we've got. AJ Brimson, so he was a star in my draft team. Unfortunately, uh, didn't get the goods. I'm out, so that's why I'm going on holiday for Mad Monday. Um, but at 596k, 2.7% owned. Um, Kyle is Brimson. AJ Brimson, is he finding some love from you? Yeah, he's actually been he's been lighting it up, man. Um, not owned by anyone in the top thousand. Obviously, there's pretty obvious reasons why. Just looking back. Um, Last five games at half average of 51.4 and last three of 56. Now, an interesting stat here. The two games, the last two games he's played without Toby Six and he's averaged 60 points. <laughs> With him, 44.2. So there's a massive, massive difference there. And uh, and if you can trust that Toby Sexton is going to stay away, he might not be a bad little option. Um, I just notice as well when Toby Sexton isn't there, he just seems to run the ball a lot more as well. Um uh, and then relies on his other half's partner to do the majority of the kicking, which um, Tanner Boyd is. Um, he's similar to Sexton, but without him, um, uh, Brimson tends to control the team a lot more and, and play really eyes up footy and really just, you know, hits what he sees and um, and he actually looks really good. And as I said, the last couple of weeks without Toby Sexton, he's actually looked really, really hot um, and really carved them up. Um, if, if Toby Sexton continues to remain out of favour, then AJ could could very well be a nice little pot option, especially if you're a head-to-head player and you've got, you know, maybe three or four trades. Um, and, and looking at the Titans run home, I think you guys mentioned it last night, Andy, Dragons, Knights and Warriors, he could absolutely carve them. And if Toby Sexton stays away, I think he could average 50 on the last on the last three games on the run home. So for me, he's a buy if you can trust that Toby Sexton will stay away. <laughs> you want a spicy option and you've got more than two trades. It was very hard for me to pay attention there because I was like a little schoolgirl giggling every time he said Toby's last name. I noticed that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think you're right there. AJ, like, we can all agree that he has been a better um, half without Toby Sexton. And, geez, it's, geez, if we picked up Toby Sexton at the start of the year, he'd be very, very upset. <laughs> <laughs> he got piped up quite hard too, eh? Yeah. Uh, look, so next, the last player on the list, we've got uh, Adam Elliott. Um, look, he definitely made some coin for us at the start of the year, but he has sort of come into a bit of bad form, whether it's that hip injury that he picked up a couple of weeks ago or Ricky's just maybe had no direction last week with Ricky wasn't there on the side on the sideline. I'm not too sure, but what's your thoughts on Adam Elliott, Robbo? Is he a buy, hold, sell or avoid? It's quite interesting because we actually spoke about Adam Elliott, or in fact I did a few weeks ago, and I said to coaches then, wait until there's a reason to sell him before you actually sell him. And I think we may have that now, and I don't know whether it's ribs, whether it's a hip or just weak digestion, who really knows, but he only got one stint on the weekend, so it's not looking too good for him. The Raiders have been very cagey about providing information about his injury, he is named at 13 this week, but it's the last game of the round, so we're really heading into that high-risk territory. And Raiders on the cusp of elimination from, as Shooter calls it, the playoffs, or as we call it in Australia, the finals. He could end up back on the bench or out of the 17 as early as next week, which I think is very concerning. In saying that, though, a lot of coaches are playing with no trades or maybe one or two trades, so you'd have to be absolutely certain that you want Rid if you're going to sell him. 
if you've got minimum three trades, he'd definitely be a player I'd be getting rid of because you can still get a decent value for him at 670. If you've mm. got cash, you can either drop him down to, say, a Smith or a Bird or someone like that for up 100 and then get another player up into you know a high-performing player. So for me, he's a sell if you've got the opportunity to get rid of him. Otherwise, just try and loop him because surely you've got a red dot there somewhere. Elliot plays last game, so whoever your red dot is is going to play before Elliot. And if you've got four red dots and no trades, you're playing him anyways. <laughs> <laughs> that's 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 exact that's exactly right. And hopefully he doesn't miss as many tackles as he did on the weekend because that was very frustrating. Uh, guys, that's guys and girls, that's uh, round twenty three buy wholesale segment done. Uh, now we've got Lebo Louis with news and injury. What, what's the uh, fantasy goss this this round, Louis? Uh, not much uh, this round, but let's go through them. Latrell Mitchell was injured in training during the week, but he has been named at fullback. Halakai is still not named for the Sharks, but Tracy has been named at centre. Ikuvalu has dropped out of the side, but Miller keeps his spot on the wing. Campbell Graham's back for the Bunnies, and Ilias mm. is to return as well this week. Dylan Edwards is back at fullback, and I think it was Kyle. You mentioned that Taylor May uh, might be back as well. A little bit of a inside scoop. A little bit of an inside scoop, mate. That's all I'll say. <laughs> uh, Jerome Hughes is back for the Storm. Uh, Mitch Moses back for the Eels this week. Uh, two big Eels. ins na- named in the reserves for the Dogs, TPJ and also Luke Thompson. So I don't know where Luke Thompson went, but whoever was holding him, uh, now it's your time to shine. Um, for the Titans, Tino is back. And also we've got Best and Tuwala who have been dropped for the Knights. Edric Lee's back on the wing. Um, and Clemmer is back. And big in for the Raiders, Tapine is back at prop. Sorry, just had myself on mute there, guys. <laughs> Fumbling for the last show, for the last show. <laughs> no, very nice there, Louis. Um, what have we got next? We've got Rapid Bounce. So, we, mate, I was so keen on getting the sound for this uh, before we started today, but uh, I couldn't n- match up in time, so we're just going to have to go. Bounce. Bounce. And if for those Calvin Harris fans out there, you know what I'm you know what I'm singing. Uh, we'll we'll start with Louis. Do you want to give us your center options um, for, to go? Yep. Uh, so for my center options, I've got Campbell Graham or Jesse Ramian. Oh, uh, I'll go Jesse Ramian. I think he's got the higher uh, ceiling, um, and he's going to be wanting to really work hard before the before South go into finals. So I think uh, for me, Campbell Graham on the run home. Bravo. I like the look of Campbell Graham. I think South is starting to hit their straps and I think he's going to be on the end of some very easy tries from Littrell's ball playing. Andy? I'm thinking Campbell Graham as well. Purely because he's got that... <laughs> when I did meet him, honestly, the size, he's a giant. I can't believe him. I can't believe how tall. I don't usually look up to people, and I was looking up, and my neck was sore at the end of the night. <laughs> so it's, it's Campbell Graham just purely for his size. Well, that's a uh, that's uh, everybody going for Graham there. Now um, the next one's hooker. So uh, it's a little bit different. I wanted to go for the hookers for next year. We've got Verrills at the Titans and Jeremy Jeremy Marshall King at the Dolphins. Kyle. Uh, I'm going to go Jeremy Marshall King just based on his form this year, uh, and I think he'll play close to 80 minutes. Oh, Robbo. 
as much as I want to say Jeremy Marshall King, I've got a feeling I'd like of Jake Turpin or someone will be on the bench and taking him away from getting 80 minutes. I'm going to go with Sam Barrels. All right, Andy? Is it, just quickly, is Barrels, who's, is he playing for Roosters or who's he playing for next year? Uh, Titans, I think they signed him. Oh, yeah, Titans. Titan. Yep. Yeah, they, they're not running that 80-minute hooker. They've got Aaron Clark and then the other bloke who went down. I'm thinking um, JMK, I'd say, at Dolphins. Oh, yeah. I think I think Marshall King as well. I think it'd be a better option. Um, and look, I know we did, weren't supposed to do a third one, but <laughs> love it. <laughs> Throw a spanner. <laughs> right. Rapid bounce. Who would you want to be locked in a cubicle with? Kalen Ponga or Corey Norman? <laughs> uh, I might take. The, can we? <laughs> I think it's an easy answer there. It'd be Kalen. I thought you would have said Norman anyway. Um, <laughs> Robo. Hey, I do the poking here. <laughs> Oh, no. Well, allegedly, Kalen Ponga hasn't uh, done anything wrong, so I think I'm going to have to go by him by default. Oh, Yeah, definitely Kalen Ponga for me. Don't really good. want anything around behind me. <laughs> good, good spanner. Good spanner, guy. All right, Robbo, do you want to go your two next? For sure. So we've got the edge position. We're going to go Tyson Frizzell versus Josh Curran. Kyle. Josh Curran, because he's effective off the bench and Tyson Frizzell's broken and so are the Knights. I, I Do you agree, Andy? <laughs> I could have predicted Kyle oh, would have gone with Curran, but I'm going the boy as well. I picked him early in the year, love his headgear, love his energy. Yeah, go Kaza. And Louis? Yep. Yeah, Curran for me as well. Yeah, that's a yeah, four. That's, that's a good. That's a, hang on, that's, that's a four-way, is it? Yes, it is, yeah. Be the reverse. I shouldn't be getting applause for asking such an easy question, but uh, now we've got another random one. So let's just say you've only got 17, 16 fit players. Jason Saab's gone down. He's worth 412k, and he's your most expensive player that you can trade out. So you've got two grand in the bank. You've got these two options. You can go Far Mamu Brown at 405k, or you can go for Josh Maguire at 414k. Which Samoan international do you want, Kyle? I'll go for the Moose. Got that tackle-busting ability. Uh, yep, Josh Maguire for me. Louis? Yeah, I'll say Maguire as well, because I think he's named uh, in, in the second row, and I think he scores well in the second row when he's playing there, so I'll go with Maguire. Nice. Andy? Moose. I'll go with the Moose <laughs> as well, Cause purely because I have Fatamanu Brown, and he only scores, he scores a try and gets 31 points. Yeah, Moose all day, every day. Yep, it's got to be a 4-0 because I don't think Josh Maguire would be silly enough to put his phone in the microwave. And just like you asked? <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> Poor form. <laughs> uh, I'll go next. Uh, I've got mids. So this one's going on the top of the range ones here. Cotter or Haas? Louis, I'll go you first. Uh, I, I just have this feeling about Cotter. Every time I see him, I just I get a smile on my face and his jaw... <laughs> You know, DPP, very, very handy. Um, I'm, I'm going to go Cotter. Nice, nice. Kyle? Yeah, I'll go Cotter as well. That jewel definitely is handy, and we've talked about the resting of possibly Grant and Cook around 25. Cotter's not going to be rested, and I love watching him run, and that here just flying in the wind. Don't do it to me, Robbo. Who are you picking? It's got to be Ruben Cotter. He was an absolute success for me during the start of the season. So, yeah, was that 3-0 or 3-1? No, 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 no. 
It's Cotter as well. Okay, here's my bad, boys. <laughs> I thought that would have been harder. I thought it would have been harder. Uh, next one. This would be the best trading under 600K. So we've got Brimson and surprisingly Ben Hunt, with, with especially with that mid-season form he had. So we'll go with Robbo first. Going to go Ben Hunt because he's proven before that he can pull out a random massive game, and I think he might get one of them for the rest in the rest of the season. Nice. Louis? Yeah, I'm going to go Hunt as well. Uh, just a better player overall, and um, you know he's the key to the Dragons. And Kyle? I'm going to go AJ Brimson. Uh, they've got a pretty soft run home, and if Toby Sexton stays away, he's going to average 50-plus. Ben Hunt's good, but I think AJ will be better. AJ Brimson. That's what yes. I'm going for. So there's a 50-50. That's a perfect split. <laughs> All right, Kyle. Uh, you're up next. Right, so I'll start with uh, hookers. A couple of premium options. Reese Robson or Api Coruscant. Jason. Got to go with the namesake, Reese Robson. Louis? I'm going to stick with Coruscant here. Just because we've got Cleary and Luai still missing. Yeah, nice. Your call with Reeves Robson last week. I mean, sorry, Epic Coruscant for something last week paid off. He was awesome. Yeah, and, I think he scored a little bit more. Yeah, yeah and, and pretty, Andy. Well, I, I thought Robson scored more. He scored the try, got 80. I think Coruscant got 72, and Robson actually tipped him. So I'm sticking with my boy Robbo. Ooh, sweet. 3-1 then. Right, um, right we've got Sam Walker for the halves or Cody Walker. <laughs> Walker. Oh, it's rubbish. <laughs> Andy? Oh, it's honestly tough. I'm going to go... I think I'm going to go Sam Walker purely because the Roosters are on fire. Jace? We're going to go Sam Walker because I think he's less risk of a sin bin. Ouch. Against your own team. <laughs> oh, Louis? I'm going to go Sam Walker as well. Um, just, yeah, just for the sake. Don't like Cody Walker. <laughs> Yeah, that it's a 4-0 drubbing for uh, Sam Walker there, guys. No, 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 no. <laughs> All right, guys, that's the end of Rapid Bounce. So, that was a pretty good fun one. And Louis with the spanner there, that was really good. I'm still, actually, in my head, I'm still wondering who I'll choose, but uh, so I'll stick with my first choice. I thought, Louis, <laughs> I thought you were going to say Kurt Mann or Caelan Ponga. <laughs> no, no, after Norman's little um, exploration this week, I don't know how, what to call it. Exploration. Little, uh, exploration, <laughs> you can definitely call it exploration, I'd say. <laughs> the, the, I think you've hit the nail on the head there. <laughs> what, what was he doing? Uh, what was he look, trying to do? I don't know. Hey, um, m- m- moving on. <laughs> moving on. Uh, right, but we have got no questions because obviously people have already tuned out. <laughs> uh, so we're just going to go with blacklisted players for 2023. Um, I might just start so I get mine over the way. I'll go with two of mine. So I've just got I've got Ryan Pappenhausen for me. So I can't see anyone coming back 100% from that shattered patella. Like that just looked so painful and. It's going to take him some some time, and you know, with his injury history, I just he's burnt me twice, I think, this year. So yeah, little, little puppy, he's out for me. <laughs> and my next one is an obvious one, and it's, almost, it's it's like a future reminder for myself. Do not pick Moses Embai up, and no matter how dire the circumstances are, do not pick up Moses Embai. So they're my two blacklisted players. We'll, we'll go with you first, Kyle. Uh, my, so my first one is Reed Marnie. Yes, he might have scored all right last week, 
but during the middle of the year, when you're playing 80 minutes in your hooker, you shouldn't be scoring 31 points or whatever it was. But this year, he has been absolute rubbish. And even if he goes to the dogs next year, I'm not even going to touch him. And I think most of the fantasy community are probably in the same uh, same opinion. He's just been terrible. He's just fallen off a cliff this year. And my other, my other guy is, is a real obvious one that a lot of people fell for. It's not Moses Mbai, but it's Blake Taff. Absolutely terrible. Um, I'll never have him again. I uh, thought he might have been a bit better than he was. But he's like Mbai. Everything was pointing to don't do it, but a lot of people did it, including me. Luckily, I only had to play him once when he put out his best score of the year. But other than that, I'll never grab him again. Nice. Uh, Robbo, about yourself? So the first one is going to be Ruben Garrick. Now, it's no fault of his own. It's just going to be he's going to be back on the wing next year. So I think a lot of people are going to look at his average and go, oh, well, he scored well last year and he's a goal kicker and all this and all that. Well, he's going to be back on the wing. Like the start of this year, he's going to be very highly priced. So, um, yeah, we won't be going near him unless Tommy Turbo gets a season ender, which, please, for the love of anything almighty, he doesn't because we need him for state of origin. I did have Reid Marnie. However, because we've already gone over Reid Marnie, I'm going to throw another one out there. This is, again, I'll try and contextualise this, but Jeremiah Nano has had an unsustainable try of scoring rate this year. I think a lot of people are going to look at him and go, oh, wow, he's averaged X, Y, Z at the end of the year. He's probably going to be in that origin setup for probably the next four or five years if he keeps going at the pace he is. And look, he might drop off the missed tackles and the like, but I just think that try scoring rate is outstanding. And I just struggle to see that being repeated next year when he'll be a much more marked man. Yeah, I agree. You're shooting in that first year syndrome where they come out breaking and then everyone just does data on them. So it'd be hard for him to sort of excel the second year. Yep. And Louis, your two uh, blacklisted players. Kurt Mann yeah. and Caelan Ponger or? <laughs> no, they're not blacklisted. They're on my... I've got to call them this weekend. Um, but similar to... <laughs> Christmas card. Similar to the Garrick situation, I'm not going to pick up Meany. I feel like he's going to be a bit overpriced. Been scoring okay. Um, playing six, wing, fullback. I'm just not going to look at him. Um, and the other one is Offahengawi. He's had a great season, but the last two seasons he's averaged 30. So I really don't want to touch him. He's probably going to be overpriced in the start of the season, so we'll just wait and see what happens with him and the Tigers. Look, especially with the new... Is it the new captaincy? Oh, similar captaincy, but who knows, like you said. And he's going to be top dollar as well. All right, guys, that's, that's the end of uh, Buy, Hold, Sell, Avoid, round 23. A bit shorter than the other pods, but with the less no listeners' questions, it makes sense. Um, we'll go around the, around the track. We've got last, last words uh, for my last show. We'll go Kyle. Uh, yeah, it's been good doing some shows with you this year, Andy. Hope you have a fantastic Mad Monday. And uh, my NRL narrative, uh, I just want to see the Warriors continue on the good form that they put on the Bulldogs last weekend and SJ to continue sort of the vintage that he showed last week and, um, and, and finish off strong for the year and Warriors to maybe only lose one more game out of the last three, hopefully. You did have a very happy face jumping on <laughs> today. So, uh, <laughs> I think I know why. Uh, Robo, yourself? Last words? Yeah, just want to echo what Carl said there in terms of great work this year, Andy. You've been an absolute star. But this has also been my first appearance on the podcast since the passing of Paul Green. And uh, for me personally, mental health is something close to my heart with my family history. So to see that our much-loved and well-respected man succumbed to it was you know, incredibly tragic. 
And I know for a fact that he was actually meant to be catching up with some mates for lunch on the day that he passed away. We obviously saw him at the Sharks Old Boys Day the weekend before, and even the week after he was planning to catch up with mates. So mental health is so complex that someone on the outside could be appear to be okay, but on the inside they're not. So I think as a community at Talking League, you know, our main listenership base is males under the age of 40. And in the United Kingdom, Suicide is the leading cause of death for males under the age of 40. And I wasn't able to find the exact same stats for Australia and New Zealand, but I'm pretty comfortable in assuming that it would be the leading cause, if not one of the leading causes of death. So we need to be a little bit more proactive in this space, and we need to get rid of this motion for males where we don't just ask our mates how they're going when they go through a tragic event or when we can visibly see that they're struggling. Be more proactive in having those conversations. Check in with each other and be prepared to listen because those conversations can be quite challenging. But you having that conversation with your mate and being there for them could help them get through the next hour, the next day, the next week, the next month, the next year, even the next decade. And you'll never know. But you know what? You'd much rather do that, have that conversation, than be there at their funeral, looking around at each other going, could we have done something more? And obviously with mental health, it's a very complex thing. Sometimes we can't make a difference, but a lot of times potentially could have if we have just a little bit more proactive. On the flip side... If you are struggling, please reach out, whether that's with Lifeline, the Black Dog Institute, who have some fantastic online resources, Beyond Blue, or for our younger listeners, you've got Headspace or the Kids Helpline for ages 5 to 25, please reach out. As Shooter said on Sunday, we don't mind if you reach out to us. If you think that we're the person that can help get you on your journey towards a better mindset, please don't hesitate. To... Always happy to have that conversation, the judgment-free zone. So if we do those three things... Be more proactive in having these conversations. Be prepared to listen and reach out when we're struggling. I think we can make a difference. Um, and the key thing is, as we go out and make a difference, deaths like Paul Green's won't be in vain. No, look, well said, mate. Well said. Yeah, uh, couldn't have said it better myself. Um, look, I've obviously, I've, I've not obviously, but I've struggled with demons in the past before. So it can, it can sort of take everyone and take anyone at any time and at any age. So definitely speak up. One thing, fa- fantasy is good. You know, it, it actually brings a, a community together, and uh, and the community that we have here at Talking League is absolutely cracker. It's all positive. A couple of sort of bit of banter here and there, and at the end of the day, that could be something. That could be something that someone else enjoys and sort of keeps them off the um, the bad thoughts. So, no, well said there. Uh, and Louis, how are you going to take off? How are you going to come after that one? Um, <clears throat> how am I going to come after that one? No, look. Um, Really looking forward to the end of the season, but really the finals. I know that's what we're all here for, the finals, and um, really looking forward to see how the teams go. I've, I've, I hate to say this, but I think Sharks might go all the way this year. They just Ooh. look like they're on fire. Um, but you know what? If it's a Sharks-Eels final, I'll be pretty damn happy about that. <laughs> 100%. Uh, last words for me. Look, pretty easy, pretty easy one. Um, doing this with you guys has made it so fun. Honestly, this has been a bit of a breeze. Obviously, haven't hosted that many shows in the past, but it's we did this all together and we've grown as a as a group. And I feel like it's just become pretty easy. And I'm very very keen to do it next year and make it bigger and better and some more sounds, baby. You. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we might leave with one of my favourite songs. Uh, we'll leave it with this and. Last night took a L, but tonight I bounce back Scoop. Wake up every morning, by the night I count stacks Brrrr. Do that ass was real when I hit it, bounce back You ain't getting shakes Alright listeners, catch you next time